your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day today. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at JaredEllis underscore 96. And don't forget to rate the show five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. In today's episode, we'll be looking at what went wrong for the Hurricanes in that game against the Florida Panthers, as well as previewing tonight's matchup against the Nashville Predators. So, looking at that game against the Panthers, Panthers have now swept the regular season series against us, you know, winning all three games, and that is something that the Hurricanes are going to want to forget going through the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs because the Hurricanes and Panthers is could very well be a matchup that we see in the conference final. And they're going to want to forget about that. They're going to want to put all of that frustration that would have built up behind them because while you definitely can use that frustration to kind of fuel you going forward into those potential games in the playoffs and the rest of the regular season, you also don't want to dwell on it. You know, it's in the past. Learn from it, but don't let it get you down kind of deal. You know, obviously, you know, we've all heard that regarding like mental health type stuff, but I think that very much applies here. The Hurricanes, they just need to learn from what they did wrong in all of those games against the Panthers this year and learn from it and be better in those areas because especially in this last game the power play was just non-existent really i i remember you know back in you know late november early december when the Hurricanes were in a bit of a slump, I very much compared their power play to some of those dry Thanksgiving turkeys that people post on their social media thinking it looks so good, but yet it looks like something out of the Sahara Desert. The power play has kind of gotten back to that point, and this past game against the Florida Panthers was the pinnacle, or low point, I guess you would say, of that and I think that they need to just maybe juggle some stuff around and not to not to the point of you know blow everything up at the trade deadline no don't do that you know if you don't have to make a move you don't make a move just for the sake of making a move but I do feel that you know Maybe you know they could benefit from a Jacob Chikrin or a John Glenberg, you know, if they could pull off you know those that trade those trades. It, I, I think that 
that could help and, and because it really just seems like the back end of the blue line and the power play is just really kind of the power play is really stagnating and that bottom half of the defense while it's talented you know not nothing not taking away anything from those guys it, it it's shaky it, it is because you you know, Brendan Smith, he, he ain't it. You know, I've you know criticized him many times. You know, he is not fit here. And Ethan Bear really liked the guy, and he has a high ceiling, but he has been shaky. He's had moments where he's looked really good, but he's also had moments where he looked really bad. And, you know, Ian Cole can't do it all. He 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 can't do everything there on that bottom pair, and you know it, it's just one of those things where we need something needs to change. I think with the blue line, and I whether or not the Hurricanes will is something that we'll just have to wait and see on. But I think this game against the Panthers and some of the defensive lapses that came throughout this game overtime especially 16 seconds in and, and you know that's just ridiculous i i think that florida really exposed some areas that need improvement for the hurricanes and you know this is something that we're just gonna have to work our butts off to try to improve because you know one thing that was an interesting stat, you know, heading into that game against the Panthers is the Panthers, you know, they had only won like one or two games all season long where the opposing team scored first. And then they go and win this game. And I think that, you know, there's a lot more that just kind of was frustrating in this game, especially third period in that last minute. And you guys know what I'm talking about there. And we'll talk about that and what what could have went better for the Carolina Hurricanes in that tail end of the third period right after this. It's that time of the year where a lot of folks are giving up on their New Year's resolutions, but if yours is about getting fit and eating healthy, Built Bar is here to help you stick with that resolution. And right now, have you ever tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallow through and through, and they're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, including yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. These are going to be your new favorite flavors, and all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And Built Bars are, of course, high-protein, low-calorie, high-fiber, and low-carb. And most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, with flavors ranging from mint brownie, coconut, coconut, almond, and a new flavor this month, white chocolate, 
cookies and cream, you are going to find your new favorite flavor of Built Bars. And they are all delicious. And with new flavors coming in and out all the time, you are going to want to make sure that you are checking Built.com regularly to see what's new there. And right now you can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you again for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Olympic Hockey Daily presented by Locked on NHL, a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing at the Olympics right now. You can find it on the Locked on NHL podcast feed. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you know, I mentioned that the end of the third period was where things got really frustrating for the Hurricanes because they, you know, Tavo, he had opened up the scoring in the first period with a beautiful spinorama goal. If you haven't watched the highlight, definitely go watch that. Alexander Barkov, he tied it up in the second period, pretty late in the second period as well. Tony D'Angelo ended up giving the Hurricanes the lead early in the third, and they were able to hold that lead for almost the entirety of time remaining in the third period up until just a few seconds left when Sam Reinhart was able to tie it up. And the thing is, you know, I can live with, you know, that Reinhart goal uh, because, I mean, I don't like it by any means. I don't want you guys to think that, but, you know, we scored a goal with only a few seconds remaining in a period. This stuff happens, okay? And But I think where a lot of us are frustrated is just the lack of being able to capitalize on Florida having an empty net. I get that playing in the NHL is an extremely, extremely difficult task, and scoring an empty net goal is still really hard because you got an extra skater out there trying to stop you from scoring. And at that point, it's obviously going to be a really close game and could go either way. So, you know, those guys are going to be playing even harder because they don't want to lose the game. So I I get that 100%. But the fact that the Hurricanes really were barely even able to clear the zone and even get over to Florida's side of the ice is very frustrating. It seems like you know, for quite a while now, they haven't been able to score on an empty net. Again, I know it's a very difficult task, but had they been able to capitalize on that opportunity there, we wouldn't be talking, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now of, What's going wrong for the Hurricanes? Why are they in another slump? And, you know, I think, well, actually, we still may be having that conversation because, you know, it this game wasn't perfect. You know, the Hurricanes, you know, they played fine throughout the game, but I think Rod Brindler said it best post game. The best team won this game, and the Hurricanes were not the best team. And,. It's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see how they come back 
from this because the last time you know they ended up dropping you know that many games and getting out of that slump they ended up go winning nine out of ten in their next ten games so what will happen there you know it are they going to bounce back like they did earlier in the season when they got in a slump and got out of it or is this slump going to continue because right now you know that boston blowout win really looks like a fluke and given we're lucky to have gotten a point here in this game against florida the game against toronto you know we're lucky to have gotten points and not slide down the standings and because i said it you know back when they were in that slump back in late 2021 that you don't want to get in a slump like that because yes you have a lot of time left in the season but you know just because you know you don't want to have that slump take too long and take too long to get out of it because all the teams are going to pass you by i mean look you know just with you know that loss against the florida panthers we're now in second place in the metro we're no longer in first place in the metro division pittsburgh has taken that from us and you know they're at 31 12 and 8 and 70 points we're in second at 32 11 and 4 and 68 points so you know it's it can obviously be you know taken back of course but you look at just how you drop a couple games heck a couple of them are in overtime you still got a point out of it look at how that happens oh you're in second place you're no longer in first and if you know that were to keep snowballing you keep falling falling okay then new york takes you over then washington takes you over then columbus and, and you know it just keeps going and going and before you know it oh season's over yikes you know maybe we're vying for a wild card spot rather than the one seed or the two seed you know and we don't want that to be happening so i think that the hurricanes you know come trade deadline it really wouldn't surprise me if they don't do anything at all but it also wouldn't surprise me if they do make a move. I would prefer them to make a move with Arizona with Jacob Chikrin. I, I would prefer that one over John Klimberg. But yeah, those Klimberg rumors, they've been around for, shoot, majority of this season. So if they could figure something out there, really wouldn't surprise me if they make that move. Who they trade to Dallas or arizona we'll we'll have to wait and see but you know that's something we'll obviously talk about more at trade deadline when it gets a little bit closer so i think that the hurricanes they just need to focus on what they're doing well they need to whatever they did to get the power play to get back to its lethal level that it's been at the majority of the season they need to do that again because you and really do something to get their offense going as well because you know you do have that game against you know Flor or not Florida excuse me the Bruins you know where you really blew them out but the majority of their games as of late have been pretty low 
scoring affairs, you know, where earlier in, heck, just 2022, they're really racking up the points. You know, you look at Ottawa, 3-4, or Toronto, 3-4 in overtime. Ottawa, 3-4. Boston, yeah, 6-0. But Minnesota, you know, we only got two goals. Florida, we only got two goals. So I, I feel that, you know, the Hurricanes, their offense is starting to stagnate a little bit. And you, I do feel that part of that has definitely been the opposing team's defenses. Minus, well, of course, you know, but, you know, Minnesota really shut down the Hurricanes well. And you look at last night against the Panthers. The Panthers did a great job at shutting down the Hurricanes because the Hurricanes throughout the entire game only had 18 shots on goal. And that is very uncharacteristic of this team. Florida had 31 shots on goal. That's normally in the range where the Hurricanes usually are. So the Panthers did a really good job shutting the Hurricanes down. And they dominated the faceoff circle as well. Jordan saw he was only like 33 and some change percent in the faceoff circle in that game against Florida, which is crazy because if he ever gets beaten in the playoffs in the faceoff circle, it's usually not by much. So for that, that is really crazy in that game. Neither team capitalized on power play opportunities, and I think that the Hurricanes they just need to really just focus on getting their power play back up and getting their offense going again get it firing all on all cinder cylinders like it was yes they've been playing against good defenses but you were playing against good defenses at the beginning of the year and you were lighting it up so let's do what we're doing there i get your know, teams are evolving throughout the year and whatnot i totally get that i do and I get it's very hard to score in the NHL. and But I think the Hurricanes, they've shown that they can do it. So let's get back to doing that again. But in order to do that, we got to go through the National Predators. We got to see if we can do it against them tonight. And I think that this is going to be an important game for the Hurricanes because very much like the Florida game, these teams don't like each other. They really don't. Yeah, there's still some of that animosity from last season where we had to play them eight times. Well, Florida eight times. We played Nashville even more because of the playoffs. So I think that there's definitely still going to be some of that animosity there. It's going to be fun to watch tonight. And we'll talk about that game right after this quick break. Football season might be over. But college basketball and professional basketball are full steam ahead. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And of course, it's not just for basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, odds right to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today and or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Now, looking ahead to Nashville tonight, I think, you know, like I said before the break, this is going to be a game like the Florida game. Uh, these teams don't like each other. They don't, and they're sick of seeing each other. Given it's obviously been a while since we've seen the Predators, it has been actually quite a while. Jeez, you know, it has been the last time we saw the Predators was all the way back on October 16th. That was the Hurricanes' first road game of the season. They obviously got a win in that one, but it has been a long time since we've seen Nashville. Both of these teams have gotten their feet under them when it comes to this season. Yeah, at Early on, you have those beginning of the season, growing pains and jitters kind of deal. Not now. Now we're second half of the season, you know, marching towards the playoffs. So, you know, these teams are they're in mid-season form right now. So these teams are this is going to be a, I think, very physical game. I don't see uh, this being a high scoring game for sure. I think uh, the Hurricanes defense is really going to come out and continue to hold other teams to low scoring. I I do think I do think that we could maybe see Auntie Bronta tonight over Freddie Anderson. I think Freddie has earned a bit of a break and uh it'll be interesting to see if that's how it goes. I personally think that's how we should definitely go in this game, I think Freddie, he's, he's earned a break. I think Ronta, I think he needs to get in between the pipes. So if that's the case, the defense definitely has to step it up a little bit more because Freddie has been an absolute brick wall all season long, you know, and Auntie Ronta has been good, but you know, he obviously has allowed a bit more than Freddie. So I think that you know, the Hurricanes will have to bring their A game when it comes to defense. All these little lapses that we've seen over the past few games, most recently against the Florida Panthers, we got to shut that stuff down. We absolutely have to. And I think that is going to be a really big key for the Hurricanes to win in this game is cut out the defensive lapses that we've been seeing. Those little holes that teams are taking advantage of that are getting left open, we can't be having that in this game. We cannot be. And and really, just going forward, we can't be having that either. But I think that'll be big for this game and really supporting your goaltender. He can't do it all. So shutting down you know those lapses, supporting the goaltender, and... You know, let's see your know, top guys continue to contribute on offense. We saw Tavo chip in in the last game. Tony D'Angelo, he did as well. You know, he's doing what the Hurricanes wanted him to do whenever they brought him in. We need to see more of that. Sebastian Ajo had been rolling. Andre Sveshkov was absolutely on fire. We need to see those guys getting back in it so this team can get back in the win column. And really, one other thing I'd like to see as well, yeah, if we're trying to get the offense and the power play going again, 
we need to see the depth guys stepping up as well. It can't always be Svetch, Tevo, Aho. It can't always be them. We obviously want to see it from them, and that's those guys chipping in on offense are obviously going to be big keys to winning games, but they can't do everything. When you look at Edmonton, it can't always be McDavid and Dreisaitl. Other guys need to step up because mm, playoffs, eh, first round exit, you know? We can't be having that. We need you know our desk guys on third, fourth line. We need everyone chipping in. Same when it comes to defense. You know, if this defenseman you know, has a good shot, take the shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we need all of our guys chipping in if this team is really going to get back into the win column and get back to how they were before this slump when they went when they got out of the last one won nine out of ten games you know let's you know get back to doing that one thing that'll be interesting to see in this game will we see steven lawrence come back in he left that game against florida uh with an apparent leg injury i never saw what it was i remember like jordan martin got hurt back in december you know, they said it was an ankle then you know afterwards you know lower body you know would stevie is literally just lower body he can barely walk getting off the ice so it's something to do with a leg or some aspect of a leg uh so it'd be interesting to see if we see him coming back in in this game honestly with how he how much he was struggling to get off the ice would it surprise me if we don't see him in this game you know, give him a little bit of time to heal up and we see someone else come in. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see when it comes to when it comes to that tonight. Obviously, right now, projected lineup has not been released for the Hurricanes. So I kind of don't know what we're going to be seeing tonight when it comes to lineup wise. Honestly, you know, I think really the big thing will be be I think we could maybe see Brendan Smith in place of Ethan Bear, Auntie Ranta in place of Freddie, and someone taking the spot for Stephen Lawrence. I, I think those would be the big changes we see tonight. Outside of that, I really don't see a whole lot of changes being made to the lineup. I could maybe see a couple guys getting flipped around, you know, just because how Rod is sometimes when the team is struggling. Yeah, he tries to flip some stuff around. But, you know, those three guys, I think those would be the main ones that we could see someone subbing in for. So, you know, one thing that we do have to keep watching is, you know, if Auntie Ranta is playing tonight, he gets the win. That's his 100th career win. And Derek Stepan is still just one point shy of his 500th NHL point. So hopefully we can get that stuff tonight. Hopefully Stepan can get his 500th point. Hopefully Rontik can get his 100th career win. I'm really hoping we can see all this stuff tonight because the Hurricanes, they need to get out of this slump that they are in, and I think they can do it against the Nashville Predators. They, like I said, need to cut out defensive lapses and support the goaltender, and we need every guy top to bottom chipping in on offense and the power play to get out of the slump we can do all three of those i think we got this game in the bag but 
that does it for today's episode, folks. We will talk to you in the next where we recap this game against Nashville as well as any other news that comes out for the Carolina Hurricanes. As always, thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day. Now that you've made Locked on Hurricanes your first listen, go make Locked on Bets your second listen. It's your daily one-stop shop for all of your sports gambling needs hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all streaming platforms. And don't forget to give this show a five-star rating on whatever platform you are listening on. And follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And again, I'll talk to you in the next episode where we recap this game against Nashville and any other news surrounding the Carolina Hurricanes.